It's time for your weekly hot mug of coffee talk with your host, Jonathan Harmon. Good morning, everybody. It's Jonathan Harmon with the J. Harmon Home Team, powered by Keller Williams with my new friend, Fred Mendock. I say new friend. We've known each other now for three weeks. A whole three? No, four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. and, and he's tried to murder me um, three of those four. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. That, that is accurate. Um, <laughs> that is highly accurate. <laughs> but, uh, but it's been really good. So let me, let me refresh this so I can make sure that we're streaming and showing up, because I have done an entire one of these before, and it's not been on. It's been not awesome. That would not be cool. No. Hey, look, there we are. Um, we are in a uh, storage closet yep. uh, slash break room yep. at uh, the Fortified uh, Fitness Facility, facility. over off of uh, Church Street. And um, <coughs> so uh, Wayne, right? Yes. Is the, the owner Rose. of this facility and uh, does uh, Ninja Warrior training. So here in a second, mm -hmm. I'm going to show you outside. Here, there is a very impressive Ninja Warrior setup. Yep. Um, and then you have studio space here. Studio space, yep. And uh, we're, as I put in here, I'm, I'm taking what you call Fred's 12-week physique. Yes. Or 12 Amazing 12, I've heard it called that. What is it it's actually? It's no longer called? Amazing 12, so they were a company I was with where I kind of got some ideals on the programming, but over the course of the four years uh, since I had started with them, I changed a lot of things in it. Uh, to make it safer, so I've been uh, fine-tuning it and making them uh, really my own program over the past four years. Gotcha. So it's no longer Amazing 12, it is uh, uh, Fred's 12-week physique instead. I like so it. So changed it. Yeah. So this is, this is technically week three of the, the actual workouts. We had a one-week kind of orientation. Yes. And uh, man, I gotta tell you, I'm feeling great. <laughs> like, sore, but good sore. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, David Criswell, shout out to David Criswell, uh, sort of is who got me involved uh, in this he mentioned it and I said I think I'm gonna do that and uh, met you and said yeah this is, this is definitely what I want to do um, I'm kind of regretting that uh, a little bit um, though it is nice to get to know David and Katie and, and uh, Beth and, and all those folks but um, getting to know you as well you're, you're a pretty interesting fella so kind of yeah Some have give me the give me the Reader's Digest of your history how did you end up oh. here because you've been all over the place Snap. You want like the short version? <coughs> well, <laughs> man. Where'd you, where'd you go to high school? I went to Jasmine County. So I started, I went to school in Kentucky. This is in Kentucky. So it's an outskirts of Lexington. Okay. It's outskirts of Lexington, Nicholasville, Kentucky, uh, Jasmine County. That's where I went to high school. Huge high school. I think we had almost 3,000 kids. It's like 2,500, somewhere around Wow, there. that's big. 2,500 kids and... Uh, I did, I would not, there I was in lots of drugs and stuff and partied a lot and did that whole scene pretty hard. I was pretty hardcore with all that stuff. And then uh, partying hard one night and I got a DUI at 17. I was like, man, I got to change something up with my life a little bit. So I was like, hey, I'm going to join the military. So I joined the Navy and I was stationed over in Spain for five years at that point in time. And uh, uh, through that process, um, I worked a lot on planes because I was good at it. And so when you're good at something in the Navy, they make you do it a lot. And so my fitness actually took a side step, even though I was in the military, because the job was to get the planes and we were, had to be mission ready at all the time because what we did was always uh, 
we're always on a mission all the time. Were you on a carrier or were always you on not. We were always land-based, land but uh -huh. uh, the planes I worked on were forward deployed. That means we're always deployed at all times. We basically spied on everybody. We're the people who don't really exist, kind of. Sure. Um, in the military. You don't have to kill me now, do you? Yes, I do. Okay. So <laughs> this will be the <laughs> last. Working on it for three this weeks. will be the last one. <laughs> the last live you'll be doing. <clears throat> but we did a lot of spying and all that stuff, and so we're always forward deployed. And I was in charge of always fixing the big, big projects. So I always that was my job. I, and I did that. I came in second nationally. I came in second nationally. It was with uh, Muscle Tech. You may have heard Muscle Tech uh, company. I came in second with that nationally, and I was like, hey, I'm going to do this and try to help other people change their lives as well. Um, and that's what I did. So I started the whole process of learning how to become a trainer. I went to college in Hawaii. I went to University of Hawaii, studied there for a, a long time, got a whole bunch of certifications, started studying with uh, coaches all around the world. So I've, I've been literally everywhere in the world studying with the top coaches, trying to learn as much as I can. When you say learn. coaches, like what kind of coaches? Like specific sport <clears throat> coaches or I've been strength coaches? All or? Of them. You name it, yes. I've been with them, yeah. Okay. I've been uh, uh, Todd Durkin. I worked with Todd Durkin for a while. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I'm trying to think of everybody. I worked with Pavel. I've done a lot of stuff with Pavel Susanin. Um I was over in Ireland with some coaches uh, who do a lot of um, national competitions with uh, kettlebells and uh, powerlifting and some other stuff, boxing. Cabers? Uh, huh? Can you throw a caber? Yeah. Can you really? No. Oh. <laughs> no. That's more Scottish. I yeah, guess, that's all that. Scottish. That's the, the Highland side. Games. Yeah. So I went over there, studied with him, tried to find out some of his techniques. He's the one who actually had the, the basis of the program for the 12 that I use now. Um, studied with him for a while. Uh, who else have I studied with? Mike Boyle. I've studied with Mike Boyle. He's one of the top uh, uh, coaches for hockey, and he works a lot with baseball as well, a lot of the pro teams. I worked with him. <coughs> I went down to Florida, worked with some other people. So, I've, I mean, I've literally been everywhere. I've studied with a lot of the top top people top people in the business. And uh, as I learned uh, from all these people, I've made my own business, started doing my own thing. I started my own gym, actually. I started, uh, I opened up my own studio when I moved here because I worked in big gym, uh, the big gyms, you know, big box gyms, and I saw how they did business and it was mainly about money. That was all they really cared about. And I was like, man, this doesn't really gel with me because this, all they care about is sales production, I mean, which is important, but it was at a fault where they didn't really care about the person. And I was like, man, I want to change this. So I decided I was going to open up my own stuff and just make it more focused on the person. Just let the, the cash settle itself out, just being focused on people. Yeah. And it did. And then um, as of last year, I actually sold my business off. I sold my business off and I teamed up with Wayne because I started... Uh, I became the executive director for Light and Life Evangelical Ministries. It's a mission in Haiti because I wanted to focus a little more into some of that work uh, uh, just because uh, I'm a Christian and I wanted to help just uh, uh, do things in the mission field. So I, I pursued that and wanted to get into the ministry a little bit. Well, how, how did you get to Tennessee? How did you go from Hawaii to Tennessee? Um, well, my wife separated, so the last station was in Hawaii. She separated, and she wanted to move by her sister. And, of course, I listened to my wife, and I followed where she said she wanted to go. And her sister was already here. Her sister was already here, and uh, I found Middle Tennessee. It had the closest uh, sort of college outline. I only had one more semester in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. 
but I wasn't going to stay there and let my family come here. So I was like, oh, I'll just go down there and finish it up. And so I went to Middle Tennessee, did some more school. I think I did two more years in Middle Tennessee because they didn't accept half my stuff. But that's how I ended up here. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Well, what is, uh, so you kind of you kind of wear several different hats. Of course, you're a dad, you're a husband. Yep. Um, you got, what is it, three kids, four kids? Working on four. Working on four. Three and one's cooking. One is, is in the oven, it huh? It is cooking, yeah. Congratulations on that. So, dad, Surprise. Uh, husband, uh, Christian, so you're a minister. What is, yep. tell me about Light and Life. What is that? So, Light and Life Evangelical Ministries, it is a Haiti mission. Uh, we currently have... Uh, currently have eight churches and three schools in Haiti in Haiti right uh, is there a home base here or like a base church here or is it like separate from a specific no, church it is separate from a specific church so we work with a lot of churches who help us out just uh, just help fund us but um, we aren't uh, specific to any denomination we're across the board with pretty much everybody gotcha yep. and what your mission in Haiti what specifically is it I mean is it a spread the gospel kind of ministry is it a medical mission? Is it a, or all of the above, or what? It's so we don't do medical too often. We do provide school. So our goal is to, uh, we use the Christian platform. So we're using the churches and we're using all that to help evangelize because uh, uh, in Haiti there's a lot of witchcraft, like uh, doctors voodoo. Voodoo sure. is like prevalence, the main religion there. So we're actually trying to combat some of the voodoo because we feel that that's. Um, uh, imparted some of the devastation that they have with poverty and we uh, feel that's a plan but our goal is to help them rise up and out of poverty through um, giving them supplies giving them teaching them how to work try to give them opportunities to where they can make a job and make a living providing money for so themselves. It's really a holistic approach to the human exactly uh, I mean it is right. physical spiritual we're doing everything yeah what yeah. we're trying yeah we're trying to do everything we provide schooling for the kids as well and for some of those kids that's the only place they actually eat through the week so without us providing them food during the week the majority of them would not eat uh, they say um, that by the age 16 over 50 percent of all the kids die in Haiti by the age of 16 that's crazy so by us going in just be able to provide maybe one meal a day is way more than most of those kids would get 200 miles from the United States yeah yeah that's yeah, nuts, it's crazy it? yeah it's hard to believe that that is even possible yeah you know yep um, okay, and so then you also do this, yes. and and you very much treat this as a ministry. Yes, um, definitely. <laughs> it, it, not to reveal too much about what happens in the gym, but you know, uh, the, the the rest of us we like to talk. Yeah. And uh, and and one of the one of the people today was joking. Fred, did you did you pray for us? And you were like, yeah. And I said, wait, you prayed for us specifically yep. by name? And you're like, name yes, morning, every yeah. morning. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I appreciate that, yeah. by the way. I that's can use good. all the prayers <laughs> that I can get. That whole class can, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Shout out to David. That's right. Um, and Beth and yeah. Katie and, and probably myself as well. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and so as far as the... <laughs> uh, what happened? <laughs> Never mind. Um, so as far as the, the gym stuff goes, I mean, you, you do things... A little bit different, but yet yep. some traditional. You, you do yeah. some different spins on traditional stuff. So right. kind of walk me through mm -hmm. the the logic behind some of what you do. Like the little mm -hmm. Superman things, you know? Yeah. Dive under the bar like this and then push up. That's So the like an approach with that, so 
trying to work the triceps, we want to hit the triceps. So you can do a French press, you can do cable pushdowns, you can do all kinds of things for the triceps. But since we're going for getting the biggest bang for your buck, so we want to have the biggest bang for your buck exercises, right? So I don't want you just to hit your triceps, I want you to be working on everything at the same time getting as much as we can while we're busting out the triceps. So focus on the tricep right. with some, what do you call it, uh, radi irradiation? It's called irradiation. Not so radiation. Not radiation, irradiation. Yeah, it's <laughs> irradiation techniques to actually help you get stronger. So what we're doing is using other techniques to help drive as much neurological feedback that we can to engage as much muscle as we can as possible. You, you likened it to the ripple effect. Like if you yes. throw a stone in the water, yeah. you got your biggest ripple, so that would be the tricep in this example. Exactly. And then all the little ripples are back muscles and abs and everything else. Yes, really. you got it. You got it. Yep, and the bigger stone you throw in the lake, the bigger ripples you're gonna get, mm -hmm. right? So the biggest bang that you, or exercise that you can get, or even weight, whatever, bigger bigger ripples, so that's what we're going for. And so like with that, instead of just hitting those triceps, we're now engaging, you have to engage your full lats, your pecs, you're engaging your abs, your quads have to be engaged, your butt has to be engaged to keep your back from uh, slipping out of position. Mm -hmm. So now you're getting all this extra accessory work getting 10 times more calorie burn than you would if we were just doing a simple push down. Well, and I've noticed already, yep. uh, you know, you talk about we don't really do specifically ab exercises, right? right? I mean, no we, do, we do a few things right. where we throw a, that in there, right. but, but everything, right. you have us engaging the core, you have us tensing up, blowing it up, or, or purposely yeah. shaping our core yes. so that for that specific exercise, there is, I mean, my abs are killing me right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've done no There's ab exercise. There's a lot exercises. of ab work, but right. no focused ab exercise. Right. That's right. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed that approach. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I feel like some of the, I mean, we're doing, we're doing uh, 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 curls, right, with a, with a bar. Yep. Right? But I feel like I've been doing them wrong for a long time <laughs> now. Most people have. And That's so true. just the position that we hold ourselves, yes. you know, I feel like yep. now I'm doing them right when in the past I've been doing them wrong. Right. So we're not allowing you. We're using more muscle, so you could lift more weight if you cheated, but the way we're doing it, we're keeping you from cheating, but we're using more muscle in the meantime everywhere else. Yeah. So you're engaging more muscle, you're engaging more abs, you're engaging more biceps. Even the hamstrings on those. Hamstrings, quads, you're engaging it all to lift more weight. So that's that irradiation effect. So you're engaging all those muscles to actually lift more weight instead of allowing that swing in the back while those uh, cheats to happen, which would allow more weight. Well, and I'll tell you, when we do 15 sets of eight reps, I'm even using my jaw muscle because I'm clenching so hard. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, sort of just kidding. Right. Um, Your all's jaw muscles don't stop. So that's <laughs> we do talk a lot, don't we? <laughs> right. So Fred's that's got a six. True. You got a six o'clock class, and then you got our eight o'clock class. Eight o'clock class. And yeah. the six o'clock class comes in and busts it out in 45 minutes. Done. And we're, we're, we're like done. an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in and done, and I'm like, all right, hope I don't, good thing I don't have any nine o'clock coming in. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. It's fun. Fun group, and uh, and you're a good sport. So, um, so what, uh, let's talk back about the ministry again. Yeah, so, with the ministry, um, how do people, if, if, I know a lot of folks that, that Haiti is, is on their hearts, yeah. right? I, that's a, I mean, and and rightfully so. I mean, yep. like I said, it's 200 miles away, yeah. and it's, it's close. one of the poorest nations, literally it in is, the entire world. It is one of the poorest in the entire world, the poorest in the Western Hemisphere, by far. Yeah, and not even close. Yeah, and and it's and, and I know there's corruption, and I know I mean I know there's right. all these things, all yep. but still, it's right there. It's 
right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's right there. And yep. and so for a lot of folks, that's a it really uh, pulls on those heartstrings um, because it is. I mean, it is literally our back door. Yeah. You know, um, how does somebody if they, they how, first of all, how do they find your ministry? They can go to uh, HaitiLightAndLife.org. I'm going to go ahead and type that in there. So what is it? www.HaitiLightAndLife.org. Is that right? That's it. So check that out and see what the ministry is all about. And does it, I'm assuming on that website, if, if somebody wanted to get involved, I'm sure there's ways yeah. to do that, right? There will be ways to contact me on there. Um, I've been redoing the website, so it may not be, it's not 100% awesome, but it, I mean, it's fully functional. You can donate on there. You can get a hold of me on there, and it gives a background of what we do. Uh, I think we have some of our pastors on there and some of the work we've been doing down there okay. as well. Yep. So obviously, financially and prayerfully, yes. people yes. can get involved. That's that's the two, our two needs easiest right ways. Yeah. What else? Main needs. What? What? How else could somebody possibly get involved with? You? Um, I mean, we have mission trips going down all the time where we need help, where we need people who know construction, uh, who know how to run things. I mean, we're doing wells right now, so anybody knows how to do wells well, <laughs> like an old school pump hand well. You mean you don't have one of those big million dollar trucks with? The- yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> we have to. We actually use a hand drill, hand auger, and everything. So. Wow. Anybody who knows how to do that stuff, we definitely need help with that because I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to any of that stuff. So I've been trying to find people who know more about that, who can give me pointers and can show us and kind of lead a team and give us ideas so we know how to do it ourselves and we can continue doing yeah. more and more and more because we need, we need about uh, six, I think it's about six different places that need fresh water right now. And you know, that's what's so, so bad or maybe good in a way, I'm not really sure, is, you know, Somebody might say, well, what do they need the most in Haiti? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes, all of it. Yeah. All of it. We need water, we like, need food. <laughs> sanitation, yeah. buildings, I mean. Spiritual guidance, I mean, they need All that. of it. Yeah. And, it, and it's, so, it's so foreign to us here because, you know, you can go to a, a quote-unquote poor person here or a homeless person even yeah. and say, okay, I can prioritize what you need. Right. Right? You, you need shelter, you need some clothes, yeah. you need some food, and probably in that order. Right. Right. We're there. It's like, how do you prioritize? It is. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, especially here. I mean, here the homeless almost live way better lives than they do in Haiti. Yeah, because they have. They not have, that not that it's a good life. Not that it's a good life. It's just but that bad exactly. there. You just we have clean access. To, there's clean water access for the homeless. Even if they go into a right. gas station, gas and, station anywhere, there's clean access for that. They can clean themselves even if it's in a sink or get a drink of exactly. They can do water whatever that's they not need. Kill them. Exactly. So they have all that accessible. Um, they, I mean, even food's pretty much accessible. We got food banks everywhere. You know, we got uh, a lot of food uh, shelters that help with all that specifically. And there, it's. I mean, like I said, you got fifty percent of the kids who are dying just because mainly starvation is what it's from. That's just, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And what is the so? Everybody <laughs> always says, "Oh, it's a corrupt government. It's a corrupt it government." Is. Yeah. What it does is. that mean? Like, paint me a picture of that because that. You know, we talk about crooked politicians yeah. or whatever here, but it, we got nothing. It's on a yeah, on totally that. different scale. So there, uh, we have. Uh, so actually, there's been a bunch of riots going on lately. So I haven't. I had. We had to cancel our last team just because there was a lot of riots because they were the stuff going on in Venezuela with the gas. They're the only ones providing gas that's accessible to Haiti. And since everything in Venezuela has been going on, 
gas pretty much stopped going into Haiti. Like which car fuel. Everything. Or like heating like fuel, anything. like everything. Heating fuel, car fuel, cooking runs electricity. I mean, which is sporadic at best anyways. But if you have generators, that's how they would run it. I got gotcha. you. I mean, it pretty much runs everything. That's what's running the cars to go get food across the border from the Dominican. So food shortage. So with that, you get food shortages, uh, drastic food shortages. Uh, everything's going on and it causes sanitation problems causes a whole bunch of issues which um, so they started riots because they're upset about what's going on because the government when they have received funding from uh, other places like millions and millions of dollars somehow these officials tend to have really nice things but no infrastructure is ever really put in place with that money so it is the, the most tremendous of a gap from the haves and the have-nots. You got it, yeah. So you got them basically stealing the money is what's going on because it's just, it disappears. The money disappears and it's supposed to be used for infrastructure to help with sewage, to actually get clean water going, to help with all these other things, get better food access, right? And, and it's not happening, it's not happening at all. And so anytime it floods there, you got sewage everywhere. I mean, you can go online and see videos of just raw sewage and trash. I mean, trash is everywhere there anyways because there's no, there's no, uh, sanitation at all so you just have trash just piles of trash along the street all and it's nasty as far as all that i mean it's, it's just sad yeah so really heartless question but yeah. i want to get to the heart of it right okay. why then why why help because it sounds it, honestly it right. sounds like a hopeless situation it does. yeah if we don't do something then who is that's it that's my only thing if i don't do something even what little fraction of what i can do it's going to help at least a few people. And if I can at least help a few people, I'm going to help a few people. I can't sit there and idly sit by while people are suffering and going through this hardship in their life uh, through spiritual means, through physical means, right? And just watch them suffer and just watch their lives just be corroded and never have any hope. And when I go over there, even what little hope I can give them, which isn't much, I mean, it's more hope than they usually get at any other time. And just to see their eyes light up and just to see uh, the fire that goes on there, it's awesome yeah. just to see, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've spoken to lots of people on this and yep. uh, a couple of folks that are involved with uh, homeless people, a yeah. couple of folks that were involved with uh, uh, some domestic violence type situations. Yes. And um, it's really interesting um, when I was talking about prioritizing, right? Yep. Um, Almost every single person that I talked to that talked about homeless um, or, or people in those destitute situations, yeah. you know, they've, they've almost unanimously said that what they need more than anything is just someone to listen to them, yeah. someone to touch them, yeah. someone just to, to just yeah. care. Yeah, just right? to care. Yep. And, and to that care. a lot of the rest of that, they can start impacting themselves if they know that there's someone that actually cares. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and even our, our homeless population is the same way. Yeah. Okay, give them a, a sandwich or whatever. Right. But more importantly, even than that, is sit right. down and have a conversation with them. Exactly. Listen to them. Yeah. My last mission trip was just me. I just went down there on a solo trip. And that was my whole job was just to go and listen, just to see what concerns were. See, And they told me that that was the most impactful trip that they've had from uh, one of us in a long time. Just mm -hmm. the fact that somebody came in to listen and not just anything. do. Yeah, not do, I didn't do anything. I just listened and wrote a bunch of stuff down. That's it. And they said that gave them such hope that uh, they were inspired. And I was like, man, that's crazy. 
And they're like, we're going to finish stucco in our church now. You know, I'm like, you guys can't even afford to stucco your church. But they're raising money to stucco their own church now because they've been inspired. You know what I'm saying? So it's awesome. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Well, you're a saint, dude. Yeah. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's so humble, too. That's right. Such a humble guy. No, that's, that's fantastic. So uh, on the on the uh, training business and all of that, yeah. um, guys, it's awesome. First of all, um, I am having a fantastic time learning stuff, um, doing things a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not greatly fit, yeah. but I have done a lot over the years between yeah. wrestling and football and and whatever. So I know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But I've been, like I said, I've been doing it wrong. Right. And so I've had to have some some moments where you're like no, do it this way. And I'm like, well, that's not how I've done it. And you're yeah. like, no, do it this way. Yeah. And so I have to kind of break some of those old habits yeah. and, and learn it. And it has made, even in two and a half weeks, yeah. I've already noticed a difference. I've yeah. got, a, my pants are a little looser. You mm-hmm. know, my arms are a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm eating a whole lot better. Yeah, It's bizarre. The cleaner I eat, the hungrier I am. Yes. And I eat a ton of food right that's now. Right. And it's, but it's like, <sighs> you know, I have a plate full of green stuff. Yeah. A little piece of meat and a banana or whatever, and then I'm like, "Oh, that was delicious! I'm full." And then, I'm hungry. Thirty minutes later, yeah. oh my word, when is the next meal? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's really interesting how the metabolism, how quickly it, just it starts sparking. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, kudos to you on that for yeah. for showing us that. Um, if this is something that you're interested in, when are you doing the next twelve uh, so, week program? We're going to be doing the next one most likely in June. So what it's looking like. So. I'm, I'm, I got a mission trip I have to go on sometime in that point, so I'm still trying to figure exactly it all out. Exactly when. Yep. Yeah. But it's looking like sometime in June, so we'll shoot for sometime in there. It'll be on uh, the website on IamFortified.com. I'll put that one on there, too. Yep. IamFortified.com. There's a link. So it is IamFortified.com. <clears throat> yep. There you go. There's that. And there'll be a link in there for that um, with uh, the twelve week physique. Cool. So we'll be posting more information on there as it comes about. Yeah. And right. in the meantime, yeah. um, you got to come check out this gym. Yeah, definitely. Can this I give them a awesome. preview? Is it okay? Oh man, yeah, definitely. Even with all the little kids out there. Yeah, this gym. I mean, it's beautiful. I think it's probably one of the most beautiful. I, I mean, small facility gyms. That's I. I walked in. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I truly have never seen anything like it. Yeah. In it person. Is. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. All right, so let's go check that out. Yeah. You got anything it. else you want to share with Facebook land? That's it, man. Thank you. I appreciate you I appreciate having me you, on buddy. here. Yeah. So let's go check that out real quick. Let's unclip these. All right, y'all bear with me for a second. Just like on TV, minus the water. You, you should have kiddie pools that people That's can splash we were, in. We were actually talking about that. We're going to throw some kiddie, kiddie pools in there. Just that give would them be a little more real effect. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but it is actually a training facility. Like you have people from here yeah. that go and get on the show or yeah. try out for so it. So you what? know the guy from Franklin who's uh, competed a bunch. He's in his 40s. He actually comes here and competes. He just competed this weekend here uh, on Saturday. That is awesome. So, so yeah, we've had a bunch of kids who've actually made it to the the kids ninja. That was on TV. We have a bunch of people who uh, train for the actual Ninja Warrior. We got a bunch going to the Atlanta to compete um, this weekend. I think it's this weekend, next weekend, or throughout this week. Yeah, that's They'll super be going awesome. To yep. Very cool. So uh, if if you're getting ready to do the the uh, 12 week, you can go ahead and join this gym. Yeah. And uh, and do you want to show them the other spot? Yeah, let's go look at that. All right. So this is this is where all of my sweat goes. Is in here. These ladies are currently working out. I'll try not to get them on camera too much. <laughs> so, this is pretty much where Fred tortures us, right here. And uh, this carpet Sorry. is the carpet of shame for most <laughs> of my comrades. Although yeah. I'm pretty good at the sled push. You are, you're actually, yeah. you are the best at the sled push. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And, uh, Anyway, so this is it. Nice big facility here. Area up here to stretch. Do some cardio. So kettlebells are uh, the demons. Yep. Uh, I guess that's it. So anything else you want to share? That's it, man. That's All right. It. Well, I appreciate Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, thanks for watching. You. This is Jonathan Harmon with the Jay Harmon Home Team. And Fred Mendock of all those things that All those things, listed. that's right. <laughs> See ya. See ya, man.